Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cantina Hangouts here on the Waffle Press podcast on, unfortunately, YouTube, but also Spotify, <laughs> SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Patreon, if you're listening. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you. It's Star Wars week. The new Star Wars is coming out. And of course, it's divisive. Uh, but I'm your host, Diego Crespo, here to walk you through all the emotions you're feeling in this tumultuous time of the year. And also with me is my co-host and friend, Gina Versa. Hey, Hello. We've been talking about The Mandalorian every week, either on this show or on Twitter, Gene. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on the show so far? Because this is the penultimate episode of the season, uh, next week's season finale. And what else have you been watching? I uh, started feeling towards the middle of this episode. Wow. I wish this was... I wish this... Uh, this sh- this episode was like how the show, uh, the show was this whole uh, this whole series. It finally feels like a show. Um, but yeah, in terms of other things I'm watching, Watchmen has been such a pleasure to watch. I love it. It's the proper sequel to Watchmen. <laughs> Doomsday Clock is uh, okay. Let's see if it sticks its landing, but probably not. Um, but yeah, I love that Watchmen. I wish uh, I wish this show was like it. I uh, I think you and I definitely talked about it this weekend, and we definitely talked about it before the show even came out. Where I was like, I don't need Watchmen in 2019. It said what it had to say when it was first released as a comic. You can't do what they did in the comic as a TV show, mm-hmm. and I was right, but I was also wrong because. Stupid Diego, Damon Lindelof is smarter than you. <laughs> of course, he wasn't trying to do what the comic did. He did it as a TV show, so he made it appropriate storytelling for serialized mm-hmm. television. And mm-hmm. it was terrific. It was a delight. It stuck the landing. Um, I got I got some minor issues, but unfortunately, this isn't a Watchmen podcast, so we'll have to talk about that probably at our yearly roundup. I would say, Gene, mm-hmm. um, to highlight some best stuff of the year and decade because I think that kind of fits the bill for both Watchmen yeah. was, was just fantastic. It was the um, show. Yeah, it, it was the show. Honestly. Gotta, uh, gotta cast Jeremy Irons and everything now. And then, um, have him in an Ari Aster movie. So he could do like fucked up shit. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I'd be up for that. Um, or what's that I, other director that did blue ruin? Oh, um, Shoot, I forget. But that's a, that's a good director. Uh, yeah, you know who else is a good director? A bunch of people that work on The Mandalorian, like Rick Famuyiwa, Deborah Chow, Bryce Dallas Howard. Next week, Taika Waititi. And uh, I bring up those directors because they're all very talented, and Deborah Chow in particular is really good at directing things, apparently, because her episodes of this series are consistently delightful even when the mm-hmm. writing wasn't as good i felt in a prior episode we talked about yeah yeah um so. and you're hoops. totally right this episode it finally felt like it was all coming together in its own uh i gotta yeah. be honest i loved this episode i thought this was a good episode of television like really good <laughs> Um, and I just, we were talking shit. We're like, yeah, we're going to watch it and we're going to record it. <laughs> Fucking things not even popping up. So we wait now. Let's just get it over with. And I really, really liked it. Yeah. I mean, uh, for the, 
for the for the uh, constant problems with Disney Plus because the interf- interface is so laggy and so uh, full of bugs. At least we, we at least we have this episode to enjoy. Yeah, uh, Chapter Seven: The Reckoning, again directed by Deborah Chow. Um, I gotta be honest, I don't I don't see like the I'll give her the Obi Wan show thing mm, oh, from this, but yeah. uh, she she's clearly a talent. So like whatever, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Written by Jean Favreau, so he he he's clearly a talent too. You know, he's a good director, he's a good writer. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know where where he, he was the rest of the season, if I'm being honest. Uh, I mean, he, I, I know, know he didn't write every episode, but right. I, I feel like there was a lot of like flourishes missing. And, you know, it's fun to see all the pieces come together. So the basic synopsis of this episode is that the Mandalorian has to go meet up with uh, Carl Weathers to finally like confront the, the Empire remnants chasing after him and Baby Yoda. So he gathers and assembles a team. Which is, mm-hmm. I believe, something we even talked about on a case by case basis about like when he needs someone to bounce off of. He needs yeah. a more interesting cast of characters. That's and what just... do you know? <laughs> Finally got him. <laughs> Finally got him. Yeah. Um, well, most of them are sticking around, it looks like, except for one, which, is <laughs> kind of, which was actually, sa- I, I was sad. Yeah. Like, I felt that these. Was... Um, that was, what uh, were your thoughts was... on the episode? I was very happy with the pacing and the. Uh the direction in this episode um it finally finally came together um you know because some of the episodes kind of put me to sleep um yeah they they, uh you know i am watching this at midnight sleep deprived and wanting to go to bed (laughs) but um yeah this uh this one was pretty good kept me awake yeah honestly because the other ones like you know, uh, I had a blast recording with our mutual friends, Mike and Andy, uh, last week, but we were very clearly, like, exhausted, and the episode yeah. wasn't interesting enough to, like, keep our attention, so we, I, I apologize to everyone for discussing the different ways that Baby Yoda is racist and the Mandalorian is um, a droidist, racist against yeah, droids, I mean, uh, yeah, and, uh, haha, even that comes into play in the episode, and it's just, like, Everything that was seated, like in the most honestly kind of half-assed way in previous episodes, comes like and it feels earned. And like just looking back, I still think it so clearly wasn't. Like, there's no reason for these episodes to have not been like significantly better, especially seeing how entertaining this one was. Um, right. Well, well, I feel this uh kind of clash between this like this episode and then the rest of the show which is just basically bounty law in space because there's no overarching overarching thing it just plays out like a cbs like cbs like a show from it plays out like a procedural you know procedural yeah like 70 show so like adam 12 you know what i i think that's honestly like it's it's not even that could be a fun approach but it's just it's so like poorly written and realized yeah. through it you know yeah, like exactly. samurai jack is like the big talking point about this one yeah. uh john favreau who's a huge samurai jack fan who uh even got gendy tartakovsky to storyboard an action sequence in iron man 2 because he's such a big fan of his right mm-hmm. but samurai jack is like such a great use of like visuals and and mm-hmm. and editing and audio to like communicate a meaningful story and you understand what jack wants from episode to episode, you know, there's an overarching narrative of him, ha- Samurai Jack, back to the past, you know? 
mm-hmm. it's in the theme yeah, song. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> it's, it's right not there. Even, yeah, it's not even. Um, it's AM, by the way. Really? I never knew yeah, that. Oh my god. That. The oh, man, yeah. He should do the Mandalorian theme in the same style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but like, it's not even a good uh, CBS show like The Prisoner. It's just fucking Bounty Law. Like, what's the one bowl Bounty Law? Like, was it not a. Like, uh. Rawhide or something? There's a show called Rawhide. Do you remember that? No? Uh. I, I don't actually. It is also important to note for viewers that yes, we know Bounty Law was not an actual television show, but um, Rawhide. Which, which one's Rawhide? Uh, it's it's the <laughs> it's that uh it's the show. It's it's on uh CBS where it's just uh it has the theme song. Get him up, ride him up, Rawhide. Does that theme oh, no, song? Rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, that that's the one. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Oh my from. god. Okay, well that's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, I I like I like those old sixties westerns, like, uh, or even like just the old sixties procedurals in the seventies. You know, like I love Hawaii Five O. Like they're obviously like hugely problematic elements and shit, but like whatever, like it's, you can deal yeah. with that of the era. But like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's like a there's like a Kishi, um, nostalgic quality to them mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's a, that's a layup for the Mandalorian, and it just mm-hmm. did not. It was not a layup. It was, it was very clearly very difficult for it to realize. But the way this all comes together and seeing all these characters bounce off each other, and not just the Mandalorian, seeing them be like, oh, well, like oh, it was a cute baby, and then you know Nick Nolte's character comes in, he's like, oh, I've heard stories. <laughs> and it's just, it's so much fun because Star Wars is is a cool swashbuckling fairy tale narrative you can do anything with star wars and it felt like they were picking and choosing genres to like dabble in but they couldn't settle on anything and now they mm-hmm. finally brought it all together the finale yeah. next week should be a home run there's no, no reason for it not to be as good as this yeah is it next week i thought it was like we have more time uh well, there's one more episode let me see really quick while we do that um but uh, as I looked that up, let's talk about what actually happened in this episode. So we get the return of Carl Weathers, of course, right? Yes. And uh, some uh, development he... in his character. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it would be like a fun thing where he's chasing the Mandalorian around a couple planets, and no, no, he just he he brings the Mandalorian back. It's it's, it's clearly a trap, and even the Mandalorian knows that. That's why he gathers a little team. <laughs> um, and you know, like that's fun. It's like, oh yeah, he's smart enough to recognize that that's not going to go well unless yeah. he has backup. You know, it's like he's not a dumb dude <laughs> to like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get some really fun like back and forth between the two teams, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And what I thought would have been kind of fun if it was the same team from the prior episode that was working with Carl Weathers, mm. you know, uh, maybe that dudes. would have been that would have been maybe a little too busy, I guess. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah, now they can come back at a later date because that that shit's yeah. fun. Like you have to bring them back like that. That's what makes this this uh, pulp adventure stuff so fun. And um, and then you get like this fun creature feature action of like these bat dragon things mm-hmm. uh and they're just like tearing apart these people and you know they poor fish my poor fishy leg boys <laughs> they they all died this episode i was i was heartbroken gene it mm-hmm. broke my heart to see them in pain um and carl weathers gets fucked up by one of those dragon bat things 
And then he sees the power of Baby Yoda firsthand. And that felt like classic Star Wars to me. What did you think about that whole set piece? Because one, I thought it was really fun. And two, I just like monsters in Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, that whole set piece um, was very classic Star Wars-y. it was very, you know, interesting. Just like you could actually see what was going on in the night. <laughs> they were just shooting that stuff. I mean, um, I don't know. I was watching all the shows. Whenever they film something, you can't even see a fucking thing. <laughs> and uh, good, good on Deborah Chow for like, like using lighting and everything. It's not. This isn't a Game of Thrones, which everyone was wrong because they had to adjust their TVs. But uh, yeah, this this looked really beautiful. Just that that fight was such a such a great uh i don't know like suspense something out of apocalypse now or something i, I didn't make the apocalypse now con- connection but that's a good one yeah the that night lighting with the low flames and everything mm-hmm. like that and just uh like the indiscernible like horror of an action scene you know because for us it's fun because it's like yeah space adventure but you know clearly for those people it's like horrifying <laughs> Yeah. They're getting eaten by space monsters. Yeah, like, <laughs> geez, that'd be terrible. I mean, uh, you know, like, like just in the middle of the night, just uh, some things have, things ha- you know, some creatures come at you. I mean, the worst I've had is just like there might be ghosts in my house. I don't know. <laughs> well, the worst I've had is that I'm ridiculously hungover. But anyways, yeah. uh, that was it, it. Was it was just such a like delight? I was like. 10 minutes into the episode and I couldn't believe how much I was enjoying it. <laughs> um, and this episode also has quite the body count because Carl Weathers then turns on, on the henchman that he brought with him too. And he's like, Hench. look, hench, hench one and hench 12. Oh. <laughs> Is that a venture brothers reference? No, it's uh 21 and 24. Oh, no. okay. Ah, I was close though. I got to catch mm-hmm. up. But, um, yeah, he clearly moves by the experience with Baby Yoda healing him. Uh, I, I was, you know, these are like character turns that are simple, easy mm-hmm. to understand, and completely, like, believable. Just given mm-hmm. these small moments between these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the evolution of that feels just, like, so exciting. Like, it just, such a relief that the show feels like it has momentum now. You know, it has, like, a purpose Again, outside of like moments in prior episodes that we've, oh, yeah. we've enjoyed, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's that it's also got that fun like Star Wars goofiness where he's like, oh, there's only like four guards around Warner Herzog or whatever the fuck, and they get to town and there's clearly more than just four guards. Like that's like a Han Solo thing where he's like, oh no, yeah. I got it handled, and it's he clearly or, doesn't. Or like when George Lucas just uh put a shit ton more stormtroopers in many in those uh, Death Star scenes in episode four. CGI <laughs> them in. Just like yeah, that. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, of all the changes, you know. Or you know, like... or you know uh, that's that's the way I always intended it to be. A lot of shit ton of stormtroopers. Needs to be faster, more intense. Yeah. And this episode was faster, more intense. I bet George was proud of, of <laughs> young John yeah. Favreau writing and, yeah, and uh, with, with, building this with, show yeah and the editing too like with Walter Murchtom it's like George you can't can't do this you can't go from a sad scene to this, this Jar Jar stuff where's your where's your editorial mind you came up as an editor <laughs> yeah I, I mean I'm yeah, an like, editor. 
there there's nothing here that's like conflicting you know it all builds naturally to this really riveting conclusion mm-hmm. where i was genuinely curious like all right are they gonna get out of this and i didn't mm-hmm. even realize they cared enough about them to care if they were gonna get out of it you know yeah. um and sadly Werner Herzog does not get out of it. He he exits the series after three appearances. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there's all these stories about how everyone loves Baby Yoda. And even Werner Herzog was on set, like, by multiple accounts, basically falling in love with the creature, even though it wasn't <laughs> real. And so mm-hmm. I do like that his last scene is asking to see Baby Yoda. <laughs> like, that's just so fitting <laughs> before no, he gets, you know, see. a hole blown out of his chest. Yeah, when you see a baby Yota on the corner of San Vicente and Coenga, you have to adore it. I just do the baby Yotas fight? Do they attack? Do they have monetary matches? I just, I just wish Werner Herzog appeared like this in every big franchise, just just for you know a screen yeah. time of maybe I mean, ten minutes. Yeah. Once in a while, <laughs> he's, been, he's been in a lot of stuff like you know, uh, Jack Reacher. Jack, he, oh, Jack Reacher's like a solid action film, but mm-hmm. he makes it a great one. Like, yeah, for those that don't know, what Google Werner Herzog, Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. and then watch the movie. Like, if you're not in with that scene, you won't like the movie, but if you do, yeah. and then the uh, and then he's in Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense for me. Yeah, <laughs> does he um, care? I, like, does he just take the paychecks at this point? Like, does I he, think like, he kind of he... does, but he's also like you know like a huge like rebel filmmaker. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, like because he has to have some sort of say on like what he appears in. Like he's like, oh yeah, stop. of course. Like I, I, that's the thing. Warner Herzog, he's not going to do something if he doesn't want to, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I like there's this great interview. Like, this is a basically an in memoriam for Werner Herzog episode, even though we did like the episode, um, where Werner Herzog, I think, was asked, like, was it like, was there a lot of pressure in appearing in Star Wars? And just for the for those who don't know, Werner Herzog has shot in like multiple jungles across the globe, in like blistering weather changes, heat, cold, <laughs> like deserts. Like he doesn't give a shit about like IP respectability. If you he just wants to do something, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like everyone was kind of dunking on that interview because it was like, you think Werner Herzog even knows John Favreau directed like Iron Man? Like, <laughs> there's no it, way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe be surprised. I mean, maybe he's a Bond movie fan. He wanted to be a Bond villain. Mm, that would have been nice. Oh, that would have been so fucking awesome. But like, I mean, it could still happen. He's still around, so yeah. Just edit out Rami Malek, who, uh, you know, throws uh, throws fits during interviews. So fuck that guy. Yeah. He did look like an interesting Bond villain, though. Yeah, I, I like I like the mask. Yeah, yeah. it was a cool. cool you cut. see, like, not to top over to Bond, but I think it ties into Star Wars too. Like, what makes it exciting is like kind of the the, the tropes. That, mm-hmm. that go with the territory a little bit. But what makes it memorable and like what pushes it forward is how it uses them and what it uses those things to say about the characters and the worlds. And the Mandalorian's just, it's such a relief 
to not come to this show angry because it's finally like yes. bringing it all together and yeah, moving just, it forward in a big way. Yeah, just have this be all of next season. Please, God. There's, you know, I think that's probably like what they're going to do. I mean, watch the finale just prove us wrong and be like, nope, we're out for sure. We're not doing yeah. this again next season. But my, my <laughs> belief, um, we could talk about the, the, the end of this episode and just final thoughts, of course. But like my, my belief is that this episode was meant to set up like a Firefly-like premise for a series. But it was like, we're going to have the Mandalorian off on different adventures. So when they all team up, right, and we build this team together, It'll be like more satisfying. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I just think it's very clear that they didn't care about the building of the team so much as like the idea of building the team. Yeah. <laughs> like if the individual episode were stronger like this, I would lose my mind over this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Maybe there's no too. reason why it can't keep improving because this was this was a heck of an episode. Um, all right, Gene. So we lost Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte died saving Baby Yoda. Nick Nolte, uh, whom, whom we all love. You didn't save him. Trying to save Baby Yoda. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, okay. Did you also curse at your television screen? Uh, no, I was just really sad. I was like, oh man, this is a shame. Little, poor little guy carrying a littler guy. Yeah. Scoop <laughs> um, bikes just decked him. Yeah. It's just. That that was actually very very sad for me. <laughs> I lost my fishy leggy boys. I lost my small Nick Nolte. Now baby Yoda's in peril, and I'm not the one to put him there. <laughs> he took a big no. fall. I hope he's all right. Oh yeah, that no. you know, baby Yoda cracked Yoda. open his fucking head. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. That's a little dark, even for me. Um, but but, uh, I am sad to see Nick Nolte go. I would, yeah. if they totally cop out and he comes back like flying in the ship or whatever, like Titan AE, that's a deep cut for those who know. Um, mm-hmm. I Titan would, AE, like, and then it has Creed playing Creed, in the background. Creed was not in Titan AE, Gene. I don't know how many times we have to go over this. But, but if he, he comes in and... Open. If, if Nick Nolte comes back and he has defied death itself... I would be totally okay with that. Because I also just think Star Wars could use more alien people. You know, I, I like, I don't need every character to be human all the time. You know, like, keep keep bringing in the new stuff. Like, let's, let's see what else we got going on here behind the curtain in a galaxy far, far away. Um, mm-hmm. This episode also saw the return of the Death Troopers from Rogue One and Star Wars Rebels. They're just yeah, they're... sleek black stormtroopers, but, you know, a cool design yeah, is a cool design. They've been rocking it the last couple of years. They're the best things to come out of 2016 and out of Rogue One. The Death Storm Troopers. I don't know. I really like Rogue One still. Flawed for sure, but uh, very, very cool uh, antagonists. Um, and I would say that uh, I am very impressed by the 30 second appearance of Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. Like, that dude just rocks it. People that watch Breaking Bad know that this dude is the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Better Call Saul. I've heard he finally shows up in that. I have not seen any of it. So sorry, everyone. Um, but it's a terrific actor. Uh, I'm very interested to see how he carries on the mantle from Werner Herzog. Because, I mean, if you're taking out Werner Herzog, you're making a statement as a villain. Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
I was kind of, uh, I don't know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, though. Where we're showing how badass his character is by killing off the other badass villain. A little, uh, it's like, here's a big shark, and then here's a bigger shark. A little like Yeah. That. It's like, it, it's just, it's such a basic, like, obvious storytelling tool. But given that the Mandalorian was clearly having problems with, like, its own storytelling, if they pull it off next week and for the future direction of the show, I'll be cool with them being like, look, this wasn't working. We're cleaning house. Mm. If it doesn't work, then, yeah, then I'm right there with you. Like, you should have just kept around Warner Herzog. Yeah. Um, I mean, but uh, John Carlo? Yeah, John Carlo Esposito. Taika Waititi gets to have a comeback also as a director and actor next episode. So yeah. really looking forward to it. And Gene, you were right. The episode returns after Christmas. So yeah, I, it's the, it's going to be the day after Christmas at midnight and uh, all the poor pe- all the poor film and TV uh, media workers like us are all going to be overwhelmed. We just want to enjoy the holidays. Uh, actually, it returns December 27th, so yeah. we're good. But we're good. We're gonna I mean, have to I mean if, if you're out of town, though, yeah, you're, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, if you're out of town, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode will also be released like 24 hours before the Rise of Skywalker premieres. Mm-hmm. So... We saw a preview of it, if you watched it. I, I did not. I asked you, hey, is there anything in, like a post-credit scene? Because I heard that was happening. And then I didn't get a response because we had to record. And then I went pee, and now I'm here. But uh, did it look cool, Gene? Yeah, it looks pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, just uh, just uh, Chewie and Poe and Finn just in the Falcon, just, you know. Just, Saying, uh, kick that Star off. Wars baby. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know but they, that's like, what they say in the you know, and then they said that too, like the Star Wars baby. <laughs> then, I know uh, people have kind of like memed that, like as like a rib on Abrams, but it's like yeah. I'm not expecting another Last Jedi from him. If that's what he delivers, I I'll be okay with yeah, that. But you know, was it? There's humor in Star Wars now. Is this a Marvel movie? Oh yeah, no. Look, this, the uh, worst Star Wars movies are better than most Marvel movies. That's just like a fact. I yeah, think. for sure. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about Solo, but you know, I mean, no, Solo is the is one of the best Marvel movies made by Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just sorry, gonna... Solo. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, like, yeah, if you're still hating on the last Jedi two years from now, get a get a fucking life. Like, move the yeah. fuck, move the look, fuck. If, on if you don't if you don't like it you don't like it there are sane people that don't like it and there are clearly people that need yeah. other things to do in their lives so yeah just just see the movie on its own terms like if you don't mm-hmm. like a storytelling choice fucking watch another movie yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and i mean Stop like fucking complaining yeah i mean like we're complaining about the mandalorian but i mean like honestly if we were just going to be ragging on it continuously mm-hmm. i would I would have a conversation with Gene about like, look, we don't have anything constructive to add anymore. Let's just not do the show. I think that would be a completely valid thing. But it looks like there's hope for us. So uh, that's exciting. It's not what I expected going in today. My sleep schedule would be thanking you, but it's a good episode. (laughs) 
Yes, it's a good episode. Let's wrap up. Uh, any last thoughts before you want to go to bed and uh, tell the people where they can find you? I think Baby Yoda would eat Carl Weathers. Just fucking eat him. You know what? No, he was trying to heal him so the the meat would be more tender. Like an action Jackson. (laughs) He's he's just going to nibble away slowly. How how does he die in Predator? Like his arm gets torn off? Oh, yeah. No, in Predator, he gets his fucking arm blown off. And then he gets stabbed in the chest. And then he screams. The Predator could give the the arm to Baby Yoda. Oh, now that's a fucking crossover. So I want some fan art of someone drawing that. Little stick figures would be fine. (laughs) Where can the people find you, Gene? Uh, You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Gene9892. And you can follow me at Twitter uh, at the Diego Crespo. Check out the YouTubes for the Waffle Press. Uh, But also check out the Waffle Press and Cantina Hangouts on Spotify soundcloud itunes and patreon um yeah total pleasure recording with you as always my friend total Mm -hmm. pleasure to be very wrong about this episode of the mandalorian Mm -hmm. and we'll talk to you guys before the next episode of the mandalorian i think because we Mm -hmm. got some star wars to talk about this week more star wars Uh uh-huh we're gonna star wars is gonna kill us there will be a star wars retrospective the final one for the skywalker saga with me and matt and then Gene and I will do something for the end of our year episode, too, because that's Star Wars, baby. Star Wars, Bye. baby. <laughs>